Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. This is season three of our podcast, and it's really exciting because Hello Health is growing, and we've got a ton of great updates to share with you, along with new material and resources. I'm proud of the work we've done so far, but it's time for us to level up. I'm thrilled to be able to say that Hello Health is growing. We're expanding our wellness programming substantially, and through our team physician service, we've been able to link medical care to the overall wellness of groups and teams at work. Mental health and wellness has really come to the forefront during these uncertain times. If you've been a regular listener, you know I believe that self-care is fundamental to mental health and your overall sense of well-being. In my view, self-care has never been more important than now. It's interesting that self-care gets a lot of lip service. We say self-care is so important, but let's face it, a lot of things are important. In fact, a lot of things facing us right now are both urgent and important, but good self-care never seems urgent, and so it sometimes gets shifted to the back burner for ages. That is until our mental health is jeopardized. When I speak at events and conferences, I'm often asked the question, how do you put yourself first? It's always a woman, by the way, who asks me that. And I do believe that making self-care possible involves the ability to put yourself first. I learned to put myself first the hard way. Mistakes were made, and they were made by me. And the mistakes I made have led me to try to help others avoid them. So let me tell you my story. I was in my third year of medical school, so we're talking more than 15 years ago. And I wanted to be an obstetrician because I felt that that was the best way to protect women's health, and I really enjoyed delivering babies. So it was especially important for me to do well during my surgery rotations. Emory medical students were not included in the new laws that limited residents to working no more than 80 clinical hours per week. Besides, I was young. I loved seeing patients, and I wanted to make sure I got the best training and the most experience I could possibly get. The surgery rotation was about 12 weeks long. Besides attending lectures and regular book studies, it included inpatient rounds starting at 4.15 in the morning, no joke, 4.15, followed by scrubbing into cases in the operating room, and then afternoon hours in the outpatient clinic, and then working overnight every fourth night in the trauma unit at Grady Memorial Hospital. For those of you who don't know, Grady is a large inner city hospital and is the first point of contact for Metro Atlanta's emergency medical teams. We're talking car crash victims, gunshot wounds, and other bloody accidents best not described here. Suffice it to say, this was the first time in my life where I began to understand there are perhaps more than nine different levels of exhaustion, starting with sleep deprivation and getting worse from there. Despite the very long work hours, I felt like I was exactly where I belonged. I was absolutely committed to learning and to my work, and I felt that there was nothing in the world more important than my patients. So let's say my form of self-care at this time in my life when I was young, ambitious, and just driven, my form of self-care was the mantra, eat when you can, pee when you can, sleep when you can. About 10 weeks into the rotation, I had earned my spot as a medical student worthy of teaching. I was offered first choice of cases in the OR, and I got to assist on them rather than just help set up. 
so I had attained the coveted position of assisting a stellar vascular surgeon, and I scrubbed into a carotid endarterectomy. That's a surgery where a blockage in the main artery that supplies the brain is removed, and a stent is placed so blood can flow back to the brain. You know, it's really important that brain gets blood, right? And when the surgery goes badly, the patient can have a stroke or even die. As the assistant, my job was to hold the carotid artery still. So everyone take two fingers and feel for your Adam's apple, like just feel at your neck. Now feel about three finger widths over to the right, just before the big neck muscle. You should be feeling your carotid pulse, push in just slightly. Okay, you feel that little bounding little pulse? That's your carotid artery, and it's really hard to keep it still. In fact, it requires your full attention. And when you don't remember the last time you slept, or ate, or drank anything, looking at an exposed bounding carotid artery, so the inside of someone's neck, can make you feel lightheaded even when you're known for being really useful in the trauma bay after car crashes. So it won't surprise you, but it shocked me that the next thing I remember is collapsing backward into the charge nurse. I woke up in the call room with the senior resident's face looming over me, wearing one of the angriest expressions I've ever seen. Are you pregnant? She demanded, and she shoved like saltine crackers and a bottle of water at me. So I was like shaking my head, y'all. I'm shaking my head and indicating no because I couldn't speak. And let me tell you, that was the wrong answer because she proceeded to give me the longest, loudest reaming out I have had ever before or since. And I'm going to spare you the expletives and just give you the cliff notes. When it all was said and done, it boiled down to three things. First, when you don't put yourself first, you endanger the very people you took an oath to help. Number two, imagine the predicament you place your colleagues in when they have to run the trauma service down a man or a woman in this instance. Everyone is important and it doesn't matter how big or small you think your role is, especially when the whole team is as hardworking as you are. And the bottom line, self-care is a professional responsibility. And that's important. I'm going to say it one more time. Self-care is a professional responsibility. That senior resident really did me a favor. She taught me a lesson in professionalism I have never forgotten. I'm relieved to be able to tell you that the patient on the table that day walked out of the hospital about five days later feeling better than he had in years. But as for me, I was forever changed. I realized that self-care and career stamina go hand in hand. And a decade later, Hello Health has been created to help others deploy health as a leadership strategy. Think about how my story might actually apply to you. Instead of thinking, oh, I'll never go to the OR or be a surgeon or feel important, think about your equivalent instead of the OR. It's that thing for which you're willing to exchange restorative energy, what you strive for, your ambition, your vision of a better future, a vision of who you want to become. 
Maybe it's the needs of your kids, the high-stakes deal you're working on, or anything else. Something else gets in the way. I'm happy to report that I made it through my own residency program with great self-care in tow. I realized that it's not always easy to get my own needs onto my schedule, but uh, it's worth it. My life got complicated. My children were born, my business took off, and a pandemic took over the globe. The self-care habits and the systems I had in place to support them flew out of the window. Maybe the same is true for you. When the needs of people we love increase dramatically, it can feel selfish and self-absorbed to put yourself first. But I'm here to remind us all that self-care is not only what helps us stay healthy personally, it's also a professional responsibility. Like any professional responsibility, it deserves thought, consideration, time, and planning. Back in season two, we heard about the experiences of women across the country, from Atlanta to New York, from Minneapolis to Colorado, and even from LA. Each of them described their process for self-care. Everyone said something different, and I hope you found their candor valuable. If you haven't already taken some time to listen to their stories, please do that. If you have only five minutes, just review the show notes. We posted specific action steps to take there. For now, let's recap. Talking about good self-care is not enough. Valuing self-care is not enough. Self-care seems unreal and impossible unless your plan is outside of your head and written on a page that you can reference. So here are the action steps for today. Number one, download our mini workbook. We'll leave the link in the show notes and on our blog. Number two, if you're serious about self-care and you view self-care as part of professionalism, please reach out. For example, maybe you're looking to ensure your team stays strong through these challenging times. Invite a Hello Health speaker to your next meeting. Number three, Register for one of our complimentary workshops. For example, we're offering self-care for leaders under fire for any leader who wants to reimagine team lunch. You can check this out complimentary on October the 7th, starting at noon. I'll be doing that one personally. Visit our website for the registration link, hellohealthtoday.com. Until next time, remember, today is good. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.